green pastures. I know you're picturing lush fields of belly deep alfalfa as far as the eye can see. Well, get that picture out of your mind. Instead, see clumps of green along the arid landscape of the Negev Desert in Israel. That's more the biblical reality. And that's what our heart is for our weekly Green Pastures devotions published by Vineyard Boise. Our hope is that each day you'll find a wee clump of green along the all-too-often arid landscape of life, just enough to sustain you, to keep you moving forward. Each daily devotion consists of four strands, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. May the Lord lead us together into the green pastures we need today to continue growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Green Pastures for Monday, March 6th. When God spoke from the mountain. Today's scripture reading is found in Exodus chapter 19, verses 1 through 8 from the Message Translation, which reads, Three months after leaving Egypt, the Israelites entered the wilderness of Sinai. They followed the route from Rephidim arrived at the wilderness of Sinai and set up camp. Israel camped there facing the mountain. As Moses went up to meet God, God called down to him from the mountain. Speak to the house of Jacob. Tell the people of Israel, you have seen what I did to Egypt and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to me. If you will listen obediently to what I say and keep my covenant, out of all peoples you will be my special treasure. The whole earth is mine to choose from, but you're special, a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. This is what I want you to tell the people of Israel. Moses came back and called the elders of Israel together and set before them all these words which God had commanded him. The people were unanimous in their response. Everything God says we will do. Moses took the people's answer back to God. This is God's word. Six words at creation, ten words from the mountain, seven words on the cross on that other mountain. This is our devotional path leading us up to Easter as leaving Nineveh with its bustling and rustling revival under the brooding nose of the sullen prophet, we venture out to survey three profound moments when God spoke, culminating in the arrival of the one who is better than Jonah. That's our devotional theme these next weeks, when God spoke. This week and next, we visit the time when God spoke from the mountain, specifically from the mountain we know as Mount Sinai or Horeb. Let's just say it was such a significant place that one name for it simply won't do. Sinai sounds an awful lot like the word for the desert bush from which God called out to Moses as he shepherded his flock as an exile in the land of Midian. Hence, Sinai speaks of something of a nexus of divine reality with human existence. Horeb evidently means blasted, burned, or charred, reminding us that any such nexus with the divine realm will leave us with scorched eyebrows, perhaps literally. So be careful what you ask for. We can so often nonchalantly summon the divine presence as if we were asking for Siri to dial Uber Eats. I think that's what so blew me away when I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark when it first came out in theaters back in 1981. Yep, reaching back just a bit for this one. I hadn't read or seen any previews, so I had no idea what to expect. So, when it turned out to be centered around the Ark of the Covenant that was thought to be a transmitter through which one could speak with God, let's just say I was gripped by the plot. 
Indiana Jones just sees it as a priceless relic, while his nemesis, Belloc, sees it as, well, a divine transmitter. And at that face-melting climax, when Belloc presumes to access the Ark as said transmitter, it matters not that he dresses the part of a Jewish priest or utters Hebrew incantations with a French accent. The resulting unleashing of the Divine Presence literally makes his head explode and melts the faces of any other standing near. Did I say to be careful what you ask for? Israel is released from bondage and embarks on a three-day journey into the wilderness of Sinai to meet with God at the same mountain where God met with Moses. And God does all he can to ensure that he doesn't melt their faces off when they encounter him there as he speaks to this gathered body of abominable former slaves the way he hasn't spoken to any people before or since. And when God spoke, what did he say? Well, he spoke ten words. We know them as the Decalogue or the Ten Commandments. The Hebrew word is mitzvot, plural, or mitzvah, singular. A mitzvah is essentially a divine requirement, the keeping of which helps repair and heal the world. That's a classic, solid Jewish definition we would do well to remember. These aren't arbitrary rules issued from the desk of the ultimate cosmic killjoy who is trying to box us in. In fact, in this Exodus story, the only one who is boxed in is God as the divine is seemingly boxed within a box, within a box like the ultimate Jewish matrioska nesting doll. No, the mitzvot are not meant to be a box, nor to be turned into one. They are meant to both frame and fill life with life-giving possibilities. When God spoke six words of creation, he formed and filled a cosmos. When God spoke ten words from the mountain, he formed and filled a human community. And like those six words spoken at creation, these ten words spoken from the mountain still speak, echoing forth the divine realities contained within them. We often ask if we are still under the Ten Commandments, under an elaborately boxed religious system derived from them? Not so much. But whether religiously boxed or irreligiously unboxed, these ten words remain forever under us. So, as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder, what is the first impression that pops into your mind when you hear the phrase, the Ten Commandments? Is that first impression positive or negative? Why? Do you consider yourself under these Ten Commandments? Why or why not? In what more significant way might they in fact remain under you and me, undergirding us, forming and filling a human community infused with divine reality on earth as it is in heaven? Is this a new thought to you? If so, what are its implications? It was beautiful one night. We all began to expect that God would speak. From the waves reaching towards the millet fields, from the mouths of the hanging sky ornaments crooning in light's infinite codes, from the glances of children and plants and hills playing with effulgent life, 
It was beautiful. It was so beautiful one night, we all began to expect that God would speak. So mused a Persian mystic named Hafiz centuries ago. So experienced Moses and Israel while standing at the mountain. Let me stand with them, among them, as it were, with Egyptian fantasies and calf fetishes discarded, hearing the words, absorbing the words, each mitzvah becoming the means through which human, divine community is formed and filled, and the world is repaired and healed. Through your mercies.